Hey friends, thanks for finding the first episode of the second season of the What Had Happened Was podcast. It's me, Amelia Robinson, your favorite Dayton.com spider woman. We are kicking off the new season right. I sat down with Amaya Sexton, Dayton.com's best drag queen of 2018. We talked about her life on and off the stage. And believe me, it is probably not what you expect. Amaya was not only voted best drag queen in Dayton.com's Best of Dayton, but she is the reigning Miss Mask and is about to add international entertainer to her resume. We talked about her childhood in Indiana corn country and why she puts her business on Facebook. Amaya loves her Facebook fans, as you're going to find out in just a few minutes. The What Had Happened Was podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Cox Digital Marketing. Subscribe to the What Had Happened Was podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you find shows you just can't get enough of. Now here's my chat with Dayton.com's 2018 Best Drag Queen, Amaya Sexton, who just happened to be doing a live on Facebook for part of our chat. As you all know, I had a show last night, so I literally just woke up and I was going to be in full drag. You know, because I won Best Drag Queen, and that's what this podcast is for, to talk about that. But I tried to be slick and sleep in my drag makeup last night so that I could wake up and just go. But the entire left side of my face was gone when I woke <laughs> up. So I look in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, and it was all gone. So I didn't have time to be in full drag. But I did bring a fabulous jacket so that everybody here knows. What is that girl doing? Is she a drag? <laughs> I am. Appreciate you coming all the way down here. You live in Dayton? <laughs> I live here, yeah. Yeah, so you didn't come that far. Yeah, I did. It was, it was nine minutes. You're welcome. It was it was a struggle today. Were you so how long have you been doing drag? I've been doing drag for ten years. How'd you get involved in it? I got involved at Mass Nightclub and a couple of my friends and I had been partying there and then I saw a drag show and I was like, I want to do this and they said well, we have a talent show like next week or whatever it was. So I put my friend's prom dress on. I had fun. I did a couple of numbers and I won the talent show. And then I was so happy that I won. And then they gave me $50 at the end of the night. And so I you said, got money in yeah. it. And, and I said, what's this yeah. for? They said, you win. You know, you won. Congratulations. I said, oh, I have to make this my full-time job. Four queens were like, this is not a, a full-time job and you should never do drag again. And um, that night they said that to you? Yeah, they said that to me. They said, never do drag again. And I was like, well, I had fun. They're like, yeah, you had fun, but this is for professionals, and um, we don't think you're cut out for drag. Oh, they said that to you? They said that. So it really upset me. So I made it like a purpose in the back of my head to prove them wrong. And like out of those four queens that told me never to do drag again, three of them have retired. Now, why do you think they said that? Were they just jealous or? I think so back then, yeah. Because I had so much fun and people liked me, you know what I mean? And they were just like, oh don't do it but i've talked to them since then and they were like we just didn't think you were good at the time really yeah like, why would somebody even discourage somebody who's just starting out yeah it, it messed with me for like a couple of weeks i was like why would they say that you know i didn't know anything about drag so i was like i thought all drag queens were fun and then i realized you know and it's not just the gay community but any community people can be shady have you crazy. found that people are shady when you're doing it because you see like people have a an imagination of what drag shows are like and mm -hmm. what drag queens are like yeah is it true or is it just made up i have drag queen friends and they're all yeah. cool with me because we're friends but yeah. what is it like i will say like i said i think anybody who's new to drag it's very much like oh rainbows and uh sun Kittens. sunflowers yeah everything's fun and then you do realize there is a very dark side to uh, you know drag in the community but like I said, it's not just us. It's, it's every, everywhere you go. You realize that, oh, you're not really my friend. And you can catch them maybe saying something behind your back. But for the most part, especially in Dayton, we have a really good sisterhood. Now, what was it about it that attracted you that made you want to do it? I've always been on stage 
when I was very little, I was in church. I did plays. I'm in high school. I did plays. I was the only male in an all female dance squad in high school. So I've always been used to eyes always being on me. And so when I first got on stage for drag, it was very that, but more concentrated. And um, I just fell in love with being able to be like, I did Britney Spears, Rihanna and Christina Aguilera all in one night. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was just like, I can literally be anybody I want to be. And I just fell in love with it like instantly. So you were that theatrical kid. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. What it draws you to the stage, do you think? I don't know. I think my brother was really like into sports and my family was very like about him and like we're going to football games and I had no interest in that. So when I found out something that I really loved, I was obsessed with it. For instance, when I did plays, like I was able to do different voices. I used to do this um, old lady and it, you know, Oh, no, absolutely not. No, oh, this is preposterous. Oh, this is absurd. So I was able to transform myself like through my voice and character to somebody different. Well, because my boy name was Adam. Adam was very boring to me. So I always found myself wanting to be something different. It was really, really fun. I still enjoy it. Is that something your family encouraged or did they try to make you play not football? Not at first. Not at first. Yeah. My dad was like, you need to be like your brother. You need to be on the wrestling team. You need to be on a football team. And I was a very small child. And I was like, I'm not built for that. And I was like, dad, I learned how to do a cartwheel today. And my dad's like, no, you know, you need to get on the field and man up. And I just, it's just not who I am. I never, I never really was like a manly man. How did you realize that you were a woman though? I will tell you, I knew in kindergarten because there was a boy side and a girl side. And it was like the first day. And this is a true story. My dad tells it this often. It was the first day of school and there was a boy side and a girl side. And I immediately went to the girl side. And I'm playing with the girls stuff. I put pearls on. I put a little dress on. I don't even know how I did this. I took everybody to the auditorium. It's the first day of school. And I started performing for them. Really? And I remember my brother ran and got my dad. And he said, you know, Adam's performing. You know, go get him. And I remember my dad spanking me and saying, don't do that. And at that time, I had realized that I knew right and wrong. I knew when I got spanked, I did something wrong. And I kept asking myself, like, why are you spanking me? I didn't do anything wrong. And my dad's like, you're a boy, you're a boy. And it just never really sounded right to me. And I was always like, you know, okay, I'm a boy. I'm a boy. But I didn't have interest in boy things. I've known for a very long time. But back then, I was born in 89. And I'm not too, too old, but I'm I'm getting a little seasoning on me. A little sparkle. But, uh, yeah, a little sparkle. We didn't really know about being uh, being trans back then. So it was always just a phase or this boy has sugar in his tank or right, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Very mm -hmm. that. But then when I realized about being trans, I'm from Indiana. So moving to Ohio, I realized I was like, oh, my God, I, I think I'm trans. Just feels right. And anytime I was in drag, I just came alive. Anytime I had women's clothing on, I felt alive. And when I had men's clothing on, I was very sheltered and very just like sad. And kind of hiding and sneaking into yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was you from like farm Indiana or were you from like Indianapolis, Indiana? Um, I'm from Richmond, Indiana. So kind Okay. Of, so not yeah, that far. Not too far. Very, very close, actually, but still far enough to be very much in that secluded small town of like corn and everybody corn. knows everybody knows everybody. <laughs> right. And we literally would hang out like at Walmart, like there was nothing to do. And the reason I moved to Ohio is because all bars in Indiana are 21 and up, but in Ohio it's 18 and up. So when I turned 18, I was like, I got to get into this club, honey. <laughs> I can't do the corn. I can't go to Walmart. This, it can't be it. <laughs> I had to move. Your father seems very supportive now. I've seen him on your Facebook yes. and all that. What made the difference? Yes. He realized that this is who I am. And he just didn't understand it. And my dad still apologizes to me often because we did. We had a horrible relationship. But he just didn't understand it. He's like, no, you know, this is my son. You were born my son. And once I explained everything to him, because there is a difference between drag and trans. Right, right. You know, I am a trans woman that does drag. He didn't understand any of that. 
So it was very much like, you don't wear that. Now he's extremely supportive. My dad asked me about my shows all the time, and he's been to a lot of my shows too. Explain to people what the difference is. A lot of people don't know what the difference is. If you're trans, transgender, it is a lifestyle. It is an entire life choice. Every day you live as the gender you want to be. It's a lifestyle. And then doing drag is something you can do occasionally. But you are dressing as a woman for both. But one is for fun and one is a lifestyle. Have you ever had any bad experience as a drag queen or like any experiences that that taught you stuff? For sure, for sure. You know, I've had not too many, but I've had some pretty bad experiences as far as I've said hi to like someone's husband and like the woman has come up and be like, oh, don't get off my man. I'm I'm really very confrontational. Like when you're like doing a show. Yeah. But like, or like after the show, I'll go out to the audience and thank people for coming out and do, you know, let's do a shot or, you know, hold, you know, shake their hands. Thank you for coming out. And I've had a lot of women get very, very jealous and because men, they don't necessarily see what's going on. You know, she looks like a woman, but she's got all the makeup on and, right. and stuff like that. So I've had a couple instances of that. People are drunk as well. So that's a factor. I've been pretty lucky, but there's been some crazy stuff that I probably can't see on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're not on the radio. Gonna... We're in a podcast. So. Oh, yeah podcast how long does it take you to do your makeup oh it takes me about an hour to do my makeup and i usually do it live on facebook because i love showing people that the beginning and the finished product so that they can kind of see what really goes into drag and and that and so they can get to know me a little bit better as well a lot of people know i'm a nerd people know i love hot wings stuff like that because it's like all i talk about <laughs> you talk about but hot also, wings and being a nerd oh, yes. mm-hmm. but also i go live because i'll get people that that get on my live and say, I'm not trying to be mean, but are you a man or a woman? What I'm really doing is help educating a lot of people about our community. Does that offend you when they say that? Oh, not at all. Not at all. I'm very comfortable with who I am because I know who I am. And it was such a struggle to get here. But that's why I love going live and just saying, you know, ask whatever you want. This is a safe space. Am I a man or a woman? Go ahead. Ask, you know, ask anything. That is a strength, though. Where's that strength come from? Your parents or? Well, my mother left at a very young age. When I was five, she left. So it's just been my dad and my brother and I. And I think the strength just comes from having to suppress myself for so long and now being able to be myself. There's no going back. And I have to live my true, authentic self every single day. So that strength comes as, you know, you're not going to sit here and say, because I do get haters on the Facebook Live. and like, Oh, you're a man. And that's way too much makeup. And I say, baby, you can go find yourself. You need to take a second for yourself because I know who I am. It, it's taken me a long time to get where I am. And I'll never let anybody take that away from me. So. You know what I really like, too, that whole RuPaul thing where he says, um, I'm going to say it wrong because I say everything wrong. <laughs> the drag and everything else is drag. Or Oh, what, yeah, we're, we're all born naked, but the rest, rest is, is drag. drag. I mm-hmm. say it all the time, but I can't say it yeah. when I'm trying to say it. Of but. course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you want to say it, you can't say it, but now you're trying to say it. And it's so true. It's such an art, and I think mm-hmm. that's another reason why I love going live. I'll do my performances live. Some of them I'll do my makeup live to show people this is an art. A lot of people think, oh, they're having fun, and it is fun. But there is a sense of art and aesthetic and a lot of things that go into right. this. And it is a passion. And one thing, too, it is a costume. Like, everything we wear is a costume. But mm-hmm. that is, like, elevating it. Oh, that yeah. whole notion of it to a different level. Absolutely. To entertain people and to Absolutely. have fun. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. it's, it's a whole thing that all goes in unison, you know. If I'm doing a Beyonce number, you know, I've got to have the hair. Sometimes I try to ask the club if they have the fan. I want the fan. I want to feel the experience. I want everybody to believe. Sometimes a drag show is pretty much like going to a concert. You didn't get to see the real Beyonce tonight, but you saw Beyonce. You saw her. I got in character. Mm-hmm. I was Beyonce. I am Beyonce. You are Beyonce. You're a bee. I am. Where's your, where's your bees? Queen Beehives, bee. right? Security. Yeah. <laughs> Security. When you decide to make drag your job, what did you have to do? Did you have to go buy a bunch of stuff or did you slowly get the stuff? I used to drive upwards of four hours for free and I was like, 
it, I heard the word show. I said, oh my God, a show? I'm, I'm going to be there. I was there. I was very, very poor when I first started. Like, I didn't know I was going to eat the next day, but I bought drag. I had mm -hmm. bought a new wig. I borrowed, you know, I did everything I could. I won't say it happened overnight, but it was just like suddenly these bars were like, oh, wow, you drove four hours to be here. Come next week and we're going to pay you. And then I learned the value of a dollar and I learned there's a certain amount I set for myself, like let's say $50. I'm not leaving my house for less than $50. Okay. So once I set that standard for myself, it really just kind of just took off from there. And next thing I know, I was traveling and I've literally performed from New York to LA. And I'm, I'm very, very blessed to be able to say that because not everyone can do this, you know, and people with RuPaul's Drag Race and other things like that, they think they can just wake up and be right, right. a successful queen. But it takes so much hard work and dedication. And you really have to be passionate about it, in my opinion. Well, I think people, too, don't realize how expensive it is and how creative oh, no. you have to be to get it. Because some of these costumes are, like, ridiculous. Oh, my God. And then you, like, go to a club and you see people giving them a dollar or, mm -hmm. like. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Know, like, like, as if that's, like, well, here's a dollar. Yeah. You saved my life. Yeah, no. but people don't understand. And I think Dolly Parton is, like, the person who first said this. But they're, like, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it really does. Like, I've already spent, like, 1400 this year alone. And we're on the 15th day. I don't like wearing the same thing. So I'm always buying something new. There's some queens who can't do that. And that's fine. There's really no right or wrong way when it comes to drag. As long as you're putting your best on stage. How are you different on the stage than you are in the regular life? How is Maya different from Maya on the stage? Because obviously there's a difference. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. As you see right now, I'm very calm and very like this mm -hmm. on stage. It's, all rules are out the window. I'm crazy. And I'm just more alive because I... Can, uh, not that I can't be myself right now, but I got to tell you, living your life as a different gender each day is extremely hard, especially in the public eye. Mm -hmm. You know, when I first started transitioning, I was always done up. I had, you know, perfect hair, perfect makeup, perfect outfits. And I would walk around the mall and everybody would be staring at me. And I always wondered why. And I realized most women, they don't really do all that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So now when I go out, I put my hair in a messy bun. I put a Uggs on and sweatpants. Nobody looks at me twice. During the day, you kind of there's a certain norm you kind of have to fit in as far as like this pink coat. I really can't wear this pink, fabulous coat during the day without somebody kind of going, what is she wearing? You know, but at nighttime, I can wear whatever and I can be whoever I want. So that is definitely di the difference is that freedom at nighttime. You can be a little crazy and stuff like that, too. Mm -hmm. Be crazy. Where do you see your life going in drag? Honestly, I... I kind of want to be like the Betty White of drag as far as I really want to keep going. <laughs> this is my absolute passion. You know, I, some people go to their jobs every day and they hate it. And I never want to be that person that wakes up and go, oh, my God. Every day I wake up and I have a show, I get really excited. So this year I'll be performing in Canada. Okay. So I'll be an international queen officially soon. Where are you going to be in so, Canada? Um, I'm working on a, a mini tour from a couple of cities. Oh, really? Yeah, That's yeah. It's nice. Because mm -hmm. it is kind of a trip to get up there. So I don't want to go for like one show to kind of be like a two-week thing. So it'll be all over. But I really don't ever see myself, knock on wood, I'm going <laughs> to knock on wood. But um, I kind of just want to keep going as long as I possibly can. Because I always feel there's going to be that working field and that field needs to have entertainment. Does, does Dayton have his own style of drag or is it just like? Um, yeah, kind of. Drag is different just anywhere you go. And even if it's from here to Cincinnati, Cincinnati to Columbus, even though they're so close, it is very, very different. In Columbus, they love comedy. I mean, Nina West and mm -hmm. a bunch of the queens up there, they're all so very, very funny. And you can go, or you can do like a male song in Columbus and they will give you so much money. Versus here, they kind of like more top 40. But in Cincinnati, you know, it, it just depends on where you go. But also, if you're confident in what you're doing, you'll make money and be successful as well. So in Dayton, it's more like, I don't want to say, you know, not funny, but like more 
glamorous or less glamorous or well glamour top 40 just more mm. of the norm the versus norm. columbus you can you can do whatever you want up there i feel it's one of the most like free cities as far as they have bearded queens well we have bearded queens right, here right. as well but you can have a beard on you can do something funny you can do something glamorous they just and i've experienced here they they like comedy and stuff too but it's just to me in columbus it's very comedy now do you have like a favorite routine you've done j-lo is probably my favorite to perform ever first of all j-lo's not aging i don't know what she's doing she's she looks incredible yeah she is a vampire um but she's just so entertaining i got to see her last year in vegas and i think she's 50 something and she has so much energy and so it's inspiring because I want to be like J-Lo when I'm 50 and still be performing. You know, I still got it. And I think people put, still got it. right? Yeah, I still got it. I love J-Lo so much. Is that your favorite celebrity? Her or Beyonce or Gaga. I don't know. It's hard to choose. But yeah, probably J-Lo. Now, what do you think people don't know about you? Because people see you on stage and a lot of times people think they know you because they see you on stage or they mm-hmm. see you on Facebook. What do you actually like? Well, Pop it in real quick to remind you that you are listening to the What Had Happened Was podcast. As I'm sure you know, more and more people are listening to podcasts. Don't want to toot my own horn, but this very podcast is zeroing in on a million downloads. And it just celebrated its first year. Consider joining our good friends at Cox Digital Marketing and becoming a sponsor of the What Had Happened Was podcast. We have the smartest, most loyalist, funniest listeners around. They want to hear about your business. But you know that. Back to my chat with Amaya, who's going to tell us what she's actually like. I go live on Facebook. I'm actually live right now. Hi, everyone. I really am open about my life. Like, I I love chicken wings. I've eaten chicken wings live on Facebook before. I'm really open about my life. People probably don't know that I'm, like, a real big nerd. Like, outside of all this, like, I'm always professional and fabulous. But when I go home, like, I will love playing video games. What do you You play? I literally have, like, almost every game system. Like, Xbox, Wii. PlayStation. But recently getting into PC gaming, I love video games. There's nothing like getting home and just like beating a level or doing something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you play that um, Fortnite thing? Oh, I, that's the only like the game I've never played. I don't get it. I don't yeah. understand what they're trying to tell me. Yeah, I, that and what's the other one? I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And if I don't get it like right away, like I love Halo where it's like I saw the trailer and I was like, I love this game. I'm going to beat this game and I still play it. But that Fortnite and other stuff, I was like, like you said, I, I don't get it. Yeah, they're dancing, they're not dancing, they're shooting stuff, they're having friends, they're teaming up. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's, it's a madness, madness. You were talking earlier about Golden Corral when we were um Oh, I love a good buffet. And it was on the TV. Just I first of all, my I think my favorite food is hot wings. Hot wings, okay. Oh, I love hot wings. Steak. Anybody else getting hungry? You have time for lunch. <laughs> so do you go to Robin Buffet? Have you ever been to that one? Which one? Rob's. Mm-mm. That's Here? a good one. Yeah, it's good. It's Rob's a locally buffet. owned one. Look, check it out. I will. It's a good one. Yeah. So what do you see the future holding for your career? Like I said earlier, probably just getting more international and going just crazy, crazy places. What is that going to take? It just takes, honestly, going live on Facebook has opened a lot of doors for me. And people know someone who knows someone who can get me that opportunity. Wink, wink, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello. Anybody listening? Hello, Australia. <laughs> so the name Sexton too. Where does that come from? Because there's a bunch of Sextons in town. Yes. So uh, my drag mother is Hope Sexton, and then um, I, I also have Aurora Sexton and my daughter Jimmy Lauren Sexton. So it's it's just like a an actual family, except you know we're not blood, but you, as RuPaul famously said, you get to pick and choose your family. So you know, I'm really blessed to have everyone. Now, what does it mean to be a sexton to you? Like, uh, and how did you did you get jumped into the group or how, <laughs> did you uh, to perform yeah. a lip sync for your life or anything? Oh uh, no, it was, 
that wasn't a thing back in the day. But so at first my name was just it was Amaya J. Okay. J A A. Michaela J was my mother. Angel J was also my mother. You can have multiple drag mothers, but not keep everybody's name. Um, also Candy Stratton is my mother, but I didn't take her last name, but she still is my mother. But then Hope literally was just like, "You're a great new queen. I really like everything you do. Um, you want to be my drag daughter?" And I said, "Absolutely." And then she painted half of my face, and then she said, you have got 20 minutes to do the other side. So, um, but she's always been an idol of mine. When I first started doing drag, I, I would go see Hope every single Saturday. And so when she asked me, I, like, I cried so hard. I was like, oh, my God, me? Yes, of course. Now, what does it mean to be a drag daughter to you? It's not like best friends, but it's like motherly kind of daughterly relationship. Yeah, it's just like an actual mother-daughter relationship as far as, like, you know, you, you teach your daughter, like, right and wrong things that you want to do in the business to be successful things you don't want to do i'm like a what i call like a hard mother because i'm very much like i'm not going to sit here and, and call you every day you're going to mess up and you need to figure out what you did wrong it's very much like that but it is a bond between a mother and a daughter or um you know i have drag sisters and we try to all be there for each other yeah. you have drag daughters of your own now then i do i do i have four drag daughters and like three drag sons so. And that's another thing, too. The drag kings have come on in the last, mm-hmm. last several years. But oh, still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Your relationship with them different than your drag daughters? Yeah, it's a bit different because I have one drag son who he's deaf. And so there's a bit of a barrier there because it's hard to communicate. But he's teaching me sign language. But he doesn't oh, that's really, awesome. Yeah, it really is awesome. He doesn't really perform, though. He'll do an entire song in sign language, but not all the time. So it is different than because he's not on stage. We don't work together a lot than somebody when we do a lot of shows together. But I also have another son who sings live, and he lives in Las Vegas. It's different levels of everything, but I still love them all. And like I said, we we are family. What do you tell younger women or drag queens who want to do this? I tell them to be themselves, no matter what. There's a lot of upcoming queens coming up. For instance, my friend Kiara Chimera, she is a bearded queen. And I told her, you know, if this is what you want to do, just stick with it and give your best. And there's my friend Scarlet Moon. She's very, very young. She does a lot of comedy. She was in a contest too, yeah, Scarlet Moon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she sure was. I always tell her, be yourself. If you want to do comedy, be comedy. Because a lot of people are trying to be these people they see on TV or someone. People try to be me and like, oh, I love you. I want to try to be you. Right. You should always try to be your authentic self. No matter what it is, if you're a bearded queen, rock it. If you're a funny queen, rock Do it. it. Yeah. yeah. What do you think RuPaul's Drag Race has done? Has it made it harder? Because I've talked to some other people <clears> who say people, you know. Yeah. I do pageants and I always get this question, like on stage question. And I, it's like a double-edged sword. Because of RuPaul's Drag Race now, people are talking about it at their homes. It has brought the LGBTQI. I don't know how many letters. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just don't know. LGBT for me. But it has brought it into our homes. I never dreamed of people casually talking about drag. But at the same time, unfortunately it gets a standard for people like you book a queen from RuPaul's Drag Race for $5,000 she shows up in her bra and panties where back in the day we're working as hard as we can for $100 and we have the best hair huge makeup huge costumes you know what I mean I don't know it's it's a great opportunity it's an opportunity I would personally love to have to be on Drag Race and they um, never really had open trans women on there but recently they have so you never know yeah she was not that she was mean yeah, she was very mean. She did not that. represent very well at all. Well, but that's what they yeah, love. Her name is um, her name just escaped me. It is Gia uh, Gun. Yeah, Gina, Gia mm-hmm. Gun. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's just like the moment or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. So you want to do RuPaul? I would love to do RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you Absolutely. like apply for it or? To yeah, there's an then? audition process. You do like a, a video and everything, and you have to do certain things. There's like a sewing challenge, an acting challenge, pretty much everything you see on the show. You have to. Can do you do all that? Video. Can you sew? 
that's the one thing I can do. But I always feel people put on here for every reason. So I was put on here to entertain. Some I was put on here to know how to sew. You see these nails? Right. It's not your deal. I can't. I can't. And I'm so busy that like, I really, I, I guess I could but it's just not something I'm interested in. And I always feel if you're not interested in it, you're not going to be passionate about it. Right, you're not going to so do it right. I'm like, okay, you're a seamstress. Here's the money for it. Work. But we, if you get called, you got to learn how to sew, girl. I'm oh, sorry. That's, oh, maybe if I get called, you oh, better yes. go down as sewing lessons. Patterns. I'll be down as Joanne's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about, oh, to the left. Okay. Called Tracy mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah, get that sewing. I will, I will definitely learn how to sew. So about the contest, though, were you surprised when you won Best Drag Queen oh in Dayton? Oh, my God. So surprised. Like I said, I did it before, and I didn't win, which was fine. I was honestly happy to be nominated, but I was at my friend's house, like, way, way out in the country, and we were playing a game called Marbles, and we were having a good time, and then my phone was like, people started texting me and calling me. I was like, you know, what's going on? I didn't answer at first because I was with my friends, and I found the answer, and they said, congratulations. I said, what? I said, you just won Best Dayton Drag Queen, and I literally lit up because... Um, it really does mean a lot to me because this is my passion. We're right. I'm very, very honored. And pretty much every show, I'm always like, I did just win Dayton's <laughs> Best Drag Queen. And everybody uh, cheers. And I'm just so glad so many people participated yeah. in this for everybody. The best restaurants and tattoo place, all that stuff. It's really, really awesome. Yeah, it's just an acknowledgement. It's from the community. People say, well, you guys do whatever. No, we actually don't. Like, yeah. We just tally the numbers up. And mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even do that. It's just like obvious who won. Like, yeah. You like look at the numbers like, well, that person has way more. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like actually one particular place was mad they didn't win. Oh, really? And then they're like, we want to see the numbers. No, you don't because your confidence will go oh, way yeah. down. They really were to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, here you go, sweetie. Oh. <laughs> What happened? Yeah. You tell us. So it's just like a really nice feather to put in your, your cap. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. If you want. Yeah, it really, really is. People are like, do you get a, a prize or a tro-? Say, no, but it's the notoriety. I mean, truly, it is. I do pageants and I have over like 40 pageant crowns. Uh huh. What do this, you do with all your crowns? Where you put um, I have like a, sh- I have a bookcase, uh-huh. shelves. They're kind of laying around all over and plaque. But this really, it really does mean a lot to me. Because there's so many talented queens that were nominated. That's why I say congratulations to everybody nominated. It's not about always winning. No. When you win, it is a good feeling, of course. Yeah, I was nominated for Best Podcast, and I got third place, and that's fine. First mm-hmm. of all, it was like, you know, I'm glad for the people who won. Yeah. Really cool podcast, Gem City Podcast, came in first, so that's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah, they, congratulations they work real hard, Yeah, you know? That's so it's awesome. cool. So those, which one of those um, crowns are the most important to you? I have so many. I probably can't put it down to one, but probably two which would be my very first one I won. And then I'm also the reigning Miss Mask. And Miss Mask means so much to me because it's the only pageant I've done six times. And then I finally won. And it was so much pressure. Like everybody's like, oh, you work at Mask. When you think of Mask, you think of certain people. And I'm thankful to be one of those people. When I did Miss Mask like the first time, I was like, oh, this is my home bar. You know, I live here. Oh, I got this in the bag, baby. Six times later, I finally got it. And it took so long to get it. Mask won best uh, yeah. gay bar. Yes, mm-hmm. they, we did. If you've never been to a drag show, go to a drag show. It's a place where you can go and have fun. It's normally a safe zone. You know how to be gay to be there. Because I think there's like a stigmatism. Not a stigmatism. A stigmatism. <laughs> oh sorry, st- sorry. St- well, stigmatism. Stigmatism. Wait, is it stigmatism? Is it, yeah, stigmatism. Isn't, now I'm messing up. Stigmatism. There is a stig. There a is stigma. A stigma. A stigma. Yeah, it's a stigma. I have a st- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There is like a stigma. Is that it's stigma. Okay, yeah, there is a stigma. Like, a, but you I have feel. me saying stigmatism. Too, yeah, right? there is like stigmatism. really hard. I was like really going hard on the stigmatism. <laughs> there is a stigma. I think uh, at drag shows, as far as like, oh, they're just gonna do this or that. When I truly believe it's a place for fun. And if you're having a horrible day, go see a drag show. 
go have fun, enjoy yourselves, and, you know, live your best life. So one thing I always ask on the show is what had happened was, you can say anything you want. Well, what had happened was... And thank you for doing it right. Thank you. Oh, yeah, but what had happened <laughs> What was, had happened? Pip, cheerio. <laughs> what had happened was... <laughs> what had happened was is... um, What had happened was... I have to day off, and I can't think of a better place to be but here with you on this podcast. That's what Hey Happy was. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. I tell you what, Amaya Sexton is as sweet as she is kind. Find Dayton.com's 2018 Best Drag Queen on the stage of Club Mask in downtown Dayton. The What Had Happened Was podcast is produced by me, Amelia Robinson, and the WHIO Radio Studios. The show's artwork is by my good friend Troy Liming of TL Creates of Columbus. We have some special episodes coming up with some great people, so be sure to subscribe and rate this show wherever you find your favorite, favorite podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else. I'm going to see you alligators and crocodiles next time. Bye-bye.